Welcome to Business and Money Mentors. Together, Mia, your business mentor, and Bonnie, Miss Money Boss, guide you on the need to knows to grow and manage your business successfully. Hello, hello, and welcome to this glorious Wednesday. I'm Mia Stein, one of your co-hosts, and let's welcome Bonnie. Hey, Bonnie Gale, how are you? I'm good, Mia. How are you this morning? I'm great. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about what's been going on. I'm throwing you a loop here. <laughs> tell, us a little, tell us a little. See, I'm, I'm out of town, everybody, for, for this show instead of in our in our. Uh, offices doing our show, so I get to ask Bonnie questions that you don't want to hear. So, <laughs> with us what's, what's been going on money-wise this week, Miss Moneyboss? <laughs> what's been going on money-wise this week? Lots yeah. of money has been coming in, and that's a good thing. We like that. I love when that's the money awesome. flows, you know, like effortlessly, like when I go to my mailbox and there's all these checks waiting for me, and I look at my PayPal account and people are depositing money into it. I even had somebody come over this morning and purchase three jars of sex butter from me. And that wow. was and that was first thing in the morning at like nine thirty. Now that's money flow. I love that. That is money flow. And we never have a uh, a boring day in the office, do we? <laughs> <laughs> no, we do not. No, 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 no. So it's all that's good. Great. That's awesome. Well, we have a fabulous guest this week, and I am really kind of excited about bringing him on, and I know that you are too, because he is Reggie MacGyver. Now, he also is a subconscious coach, which means he works with your subconscious uh, for business owners. We all get trapped in these beliefs and that we're not uh, strong enough, powerful enough, good enough to bring in like what Miss Moneyboss was just saying, going to having checks delivered every day in our inbox or our mailbox <laughs> or direct deposited. So I'm excited to I'm excited to introduce Reggie. Reggie, welcome to the show. It's wonderful to have you here. It's wonderful to be here. Wonderful to be here. Thank you. Now I didn't mean to hack your last name. It's McIver, right? <laughs> it is actually pronounced McIver, but I'm I'm McKeever. used to McIver. Uh-huh. <laughs> we, we will call you McKeever because that is your name, and we like things right. <laughs> exactly, but you do know where we probably got the McIver from, right? Uh, I do. I, I, <laughs> so, so Reggie, currently you live in Los Angeles as a a, a coach and a, a businessman, but you're on vac- you're not on vacation. You're on a workingcation where you're. Speaking in Las Vegas, correct? That's right. Strictly awesome. work in Vegas. Strictly work. Yay, baby. That's awesome. <laughs> Will you share with us um, and the audience, please, your background story? We're really excited to, to uh, talk about this because you are, if it wasn't you, it probably would have been me that we would have been interviewing on this. So go for it. I'm so excited to have you on about all this uh, mindset and and changing belief is so powerful. When we do our self-growth work, we understand that this is the power that moves us forward. Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. And my history 
um, in working with the mine. Um, started um, originally from South Carolina. Um, I was a police officer there for 18 years. While being on the police department, while also being a SWAT team member, I also ran my own metaphysical um, and nutrition store on the side. So a workaholic, needless to say, but (laughs) I work with people all up and down the East Coast, and I work with them on their mindset, and I work with them on what was holding them back in life. But how I got into that realm is as a single father, um, was employed, working, um, scraping, and only had like $13 to my name. And I sat down one day and I said, listen, God, if you're out there, I need you to help me. I need you to talk to me. I cannot understand why do I end up in the same income bracket over and over again, no matter what I'm doing. And this is when I've learned. And what I do is I take people through a process that I know works because it worked for me and it didn't come out of a book. And I've learned at that moment to tap into my inner God that was able to lead and guide me in all things. So from sitting in that chair, there was a a voice that came from my inner and said, take everything that you know about being a herbalist and put it into a bar of soap. And the negative part of my subconscious mind began to speak. Well, I can't do that. I don't know how. And I found it amazing that most people will have a voice inside of their head that immediately tells them what they cannot do or how big their obstacle is. And when they listen to this voice, this voice begins to to determine their outcome. And I ask myself the question right then. Every day I feed myself. I put a roof over my head. Why do I allow thoughts to resonate in my mind that I am taken care of, but they are not serving me? Why am I taking care of these negative emotions that's always talking me out of things? So to make a long story short, I began to figure out what I could do. I took what I knew about herbs, and with $13 in my name, I brought an $8 soap-making kit, and I produced eight bars of soap. And in doing that, this same voice came to me and said, what's so different about your soap? And I said, I don't know. And it says, what intention did you set for your product? And then it began to teach me about intention. And the same way, you you, you remember being young and going through puberty, you might look in the mirror and say something about yourself that I'm unattractive or people don't want me. And by the end of the day, someone said the same thing that I'd already said to myself in the mirror. And I learned that people will mimic or they will often repeat what you tell yourself. So in doing this, made the soap, um, and thought about nothing but I want what I wanted the soap to do. And to my amazement, when I sold the soap, people began to comment and say the same things that I said while I was making the soap. So in the mirror, not liking myself was a strategy that what I say when I create something, the wolf will say the same thing. After that, make a long story short, my income went up from... Uh, 500 at that time, after the eight bars of soap, I made more. Then it went up to 3,000. Then I opened up a retail store with a profit of six figures in one year. Mm. And this is kind of a little bit of my story of how I got into doing mental work. Um, saw people on, on subconscious mindset and really figured out a plan to get anyone straight with their subconscious mind, realizing that all people are different, but teaching them the two things in their life that happen 
that's going to determine their entire outcome. So that's a little hey, bit about my history. Reggie, I have a question for you. This is Bonnie. Uh-huh. Um, I absolutely love this. <laughs> and my question for you <laughs> is, um, so when you were setting these intentions and you were creating this soap, um, did you find that basically you started setting intentions for everything that you started creating and that basically like were all of the things that you were selling in the store your creations that had all these intentions in them? Exactly. That, that was the key. Never produce, never market anything that you don't have a plan for in the response. So mm. everything that I did and I do until this day, I set intention for it. My clientele, where I work, who I work with. And intention is so powerful. I would make my products. Someone standing beside me at events would make the same thing. I would always sell out. And they would come over and ask me, what are you doing? What's so different about your stuff? And my answer was this. I sold these products even before I got here in my mind. Right. And if, and if you don't have a strong intention, then you're, you're, you're kind of wasting your time. Mm, I love that. Well, not yeah. only that, I mean, I love that you put intention into your product. So I actually have a physical product that I created uh-huh. that's an organic lubricant. And um, we actually, but it's very interesting because we use quantum physics to actually set intentions into our product. So our product actually goes through a whole messaging thing with quantum physics, letting, you know, so that it has purpose when it actually is being used because it's, it's a healing product. Uh, aside from just being a personal lubricant, it's a, it, the purpose is intention for healing and also for relieving pain. So wow. it's amazing, and I love that you know you basically are doing the same thing with products that you're using on your body. So hopefully you're programming things like loving themselves, feeling beautiful, you know, mm-hmm. ha- having the intentions of really being all that they can be. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like when they use your product. Exactly. It sounds like it's beautiful. It sounds like that that's the the path you're on. I love that. You know, you reminded me because I we all do the intention thing when we've done our self growth work and we understand um, how important this is. I send I do an intention and a blessing on my emails to my to my tribe when I send them out because I want everybody to receive them in the light that it was sent. And so I think that that's really important. So I'm glad you brought up intention. <laughs> Powerful stuff. Wow, and that's really smart, Mia. I never really thought about that. But you know what? I need to start doing that. Like, it's so funny. Like, I don't really think about setting intentions for little things like that. But, mm-hmm. but you know what? I think that, that would be amazing if, we, if I did start to do that kind of thing. So I love that. This is great. Yes. Yes. I mm-hmm. always ask, is your universe intentional? Did you set the intention for everything in your life? And how much of your mental space do you give to things like that other than worry or constantly going through what we don't have or lack of abundance? But setting an intention for me is everything. Even when we we get on the phone today, well, Reg, what is the intention that you want to come for the conversation? What do you want the outcome to be? 
and then work mm-hmm. toward them. Mm-hmm. So we speak mm-hmm. the same tongue. That's awesome. I love this. That's right. This is That's right. so powerful. And you know when you brought in the, up the inner critic, um, business owners out there listening in to this, listen to what Reggie has said. Re, you know, rewind this recording when it's up in the archives and listen to this again because the inner critic is what stops you. And with his intention, I'm going to let you talk in a minute, but I, I just love this. The, uh-huh. inner, the, intent, the intention also of what Reggie was saying is that this can change your being from um, the soap on your body to the email sent to your client list to preparing your day. It's really powerful stuff. So, Reggie, yeah. this is mind-blowing to me that somebody else speaks my language, and I'm so grateful you're here. I have a, a couple questions. Can I ask uh-huh. you some questions? Okay, great. So you That's do work me. with business. You do work with business owners, and I also believe that um, when we have a business, that we need to create our life also like a business, so that we are actually congruently working everything together simultaneously. So uh, for the business owners that you work with on their subconscious. What can you tell us what that looks like? So you're me. I mean, I know this stuff, and Bonnie knows this stuff. But share with share with our our listeners. You meet somebody. You're talking to them about um, their issues that they have, and all of a sudden you see their triggers. <laughs> what the subconscious wants to regurgitate up. So can you talk a little bit about that and and how you would approach? I know that that's a vast question, but. Um, perhaps uh-huh. something's coming to you right now to speak on about that and how you can shift uh, people's thoughts, pro- thought processes. Okay. All right. All right. Bear with me for a minute. Are you ready for this? Okay. We are. The, the <laughs> unique thing about me and the unique thing in what I do is that I find subconscious triggers most of the time by you not even saying anything. What I do is I will look at the nail bed in the hand. And I know this sounds like magic, but it's really not. Um, what I do is I look at the fingernails, and the fingernails tells me what energy is holding you back in life. And also it tells me what nutrition it is robbing from the body. For instance, I'll, I can look at the, bo- the fingernail and see that the thyroid gland is like under the and based off of that, I know that there are certain minerals that are missing from the body. But I also realize that the thyroid gland is the key element in communication. And if your communication is shut down or if you're not communicating yourself effectively, then what you say on the inner drains this thyroid gland because you're not putting it out to the people that need to hear it. So immediately when I sit down with a person, I look at them and can see whether or not it's fear anger, sorrow, or what energy is holding the person back. And when that is straight, we begin to work from there. Now, what I teach is that the subconscious mind, what you say or what you think inside the subconscious mind, is oftentimes formed when you're little. And everyone has what I call a, call a life-identifiable moment. This is the moment in life when the life as you know it, knew it begins to change. Now, let's say we went through a critical incident as a child. Let's say that this thyroid gland problem 
went all the way back until they were a child with communication with the parents. The communication was some kind of way shut down because the parents got a divorce and all of the communication as the child knew it stopped. Now the child at that time, he's left most of the time to interpret what he thinks about that situation, him or herself. And at this time, they form how they see the world, where relationships are bad, where love is bad. So they begin to build their ego around their life identifiable moment. Now, an ego, in this sense, is how you respond to the world. So they create a whole belief system right then and there. And this belief system will follow them all the way into today. So when I walk in a, in a person's life and we begin to talk, and I find out what is the one thing that's going wrong in business today. And it's, I'm having trouble getting my product out. I'm having trouble getting what I, what I want to say out to the world. Now, and I'll use myself for an example. When I was, when I was small, um, me and my mother, we had the best relationship in the world. You know, we slept together. You know, I always slept right up on her side, and that was my place. And maybe five, six years old, um, she got sick and went into the hospital right after I had a dream that she had gotten shot. And the dream was so vivid, but she was telling me in the dream, I cannot be there for you like I was there before in the past. So when as she was bleeding, I woke up and she was already sick, hadn't been shot or anything, but was sick, had to go into the hospital and she was gone for about two weeks. So during that time, her, her a family member came in and lived with us. And I walked in the kitchen, and I was crying every night so bad. And she gave me this little gremlin. I don't know if you remember the movie Gremlin, but she gave mm-hmm. me this little um, bear called Gizmo. And so I would just shake Gizmo. He would make this sad noise, and I would just cry. My aunt, I, she looked at me, and she said, you need to shut up because she's never coming back home. She's going to die. At that time, I was crushed, but I went into the room and I said, love is bad, and I'll never love that no one like that again. When she came home from the hospital, she didn't die, but the relationship had already changed. Didn't sleep with her anymore, wouldn't even let her hug me. This thing lasted me all the way through divorce court. And here's what the issue. Whenever I was in relationship, and whenever we reached the point of love, then I flipped the switch. And then the same person that I love became my enemy. And I'll begin to become argumentative just to get out of the relationship just because love was put on the table. Mm-hmm. How can something that happens when you're four or five years old last you until today? And most people in business, they're manifesting everything in the middle from childhood until now up under a false ego or ego they, they created, but they didn't have the truth when they created the ego. Mm. So, so Reggie, do some do some of these things come in also before? Like, you know, I be, I do believe that you know we do build our ego, you know, as we're on this planet. But I believe that some of this stuff also comes in historically and genetically to us, yes. so that we're actually yes. physically born with some of it also. Yeah, and, and I believe that. Um, I always tell, ask what was the mother going through in the womb because some of your things are, are generational in what you're going through. Yeah. But there's so that begins to happen as a response of after birth 
that begins to shape so much your your reality. And I always get people to tie this energy in to what you can be accountable for, because this life becomes your message, your story. And when we walk into like a, a company, if they're not earning, I always go inside of that CEO's mindset and find out most of the weaknesses in their mindset is represented in that company. Mm-hmm. And then teach how to actually take control of the things, whether it be generational or whether it be situational by things that happen. But most people in life, when they look back, they can see that life identifiable moment. And when they can't find that life identifiable moment, we move on to the genetics or to the history of the family or to the bloodline. And either way, we take the things that hurt you the most in life and we make them a part of your business where you profit from. And I always say, don't let anything hurt you that you just hold and house in. Whatever hurt you, bring your abundance from that place of hurt by helping other people through it. That is the the biggest, greatest gift to humanity is what you just said. Because as we can get through our own garbage and move through that, our story is the most powerful thing that connects us to our community and to people, yes, and to people that need to grow, isn't it? It's just brilliant. I love it. Just love it. And we, we, we hide our story. We, we hide our story. And, and, and this is the, the power of it. Anything that you suppress is still actively controlling what you manifest in life. Yep. People are getting in one drastic relationship out of one after the other. And the, the, the core is what you are suppressing is actually attracting things in your life. Everyone's a manifest, but some people are manifesting from suppressed, suppressed emotions. And these energies that are leaving them, if the liver is full of anger, then it's manifesting people in your life that continue to feed that anger. A negative energy always comes to kill, steal, and destroy. It is not your friend. Mm-hmm. And what we express dominates our life. So just because I don't want to talk about it, it does not mean that you're not vibrating. And it's showing up in your relationships. And it's showing up in your business. And everything that you are harboring, everything, every story that you hide is still affecting every cell, everything in your body. And this is the and this is what I see it. It's dominating. It breaks down the organ, and then when, once it breaks down the organ, it deteriorates the life or the quality of life that you once had. So what you don't deal with, in a sense, could steal your life from away from you. Mm-hmm. So, so true. Also, what's being said is that when somebody is not stepping into their truth, when they Um, are still hiding behind these blocks or things that are holding them back, especially when they know it. They're not being authentic. And so literally, I know we throw that word around a lot, but literally this is a perfect example of authenticity and clarity and honesty and intention because principle has all of these as the umbrella. Literally, principle has authentic, intentional, you know, all of that underneath it. So people are not stepping into that. So they don't understand. What you just said is so clear 
that that they don't understand that they're not stepping into their true self. I love that. And, and exactly. And and think about this. We're trying to make an ego authentic that is backed by a belief system that was not the truth. Mm. And your mm-hmm. your body creates chemicals based off of belief. Mm-hmm. So if you believe in something and I come along and say that's not true, then you actually start producing chemicals to reject me, even if I am telling the truth. Right. And we so and from ego we create chemicals. And what we do is go back into the mindset and they say, Well, hey, I'm showing up as my authentic self and your authenticity is built up off of a false belief. But nothing is authentic because we are all progressing and changing. And we all are evolving. And you slap the word authentic on top of a false ego, then you have a constant state of manifesting the same thing. So we go back, and now we affect the belief system. We go, and one of the most powerful things that we do is go back as an adult now and go through that life identifiable moment and put the truth on it. Not what makes us feel good, not what makes us feel comfortable, but what was the truth. Mom and dad mm-hmm. may have gotten divorced because they just didn't get along and people don't get along. Right. Because they were going through what they were going through, they did not have the time to focus on what we thought was important. Now, right. once we go back, you educate. You talk to yourself as that younger person, and you educate that person. And yep. when you begin to expose the truth to that person, there's so many physiological changes that goes on within the body as a result of you doing that. And now yep. what you're doing is you're opening up your subconscious mind to the truth. Now, imagine what happens to manifestation when you go back in your stuff and you solve your stuff, and then you take your assignment from your stuff. Imagine what happened to all of the things that's been trying to come to you in life but couldn't come there because you had this anti-you barrier that was vibrating to the world. Well, now, they're, the, now they're able to show up. Exactly, exactly. And they show up with a purpose. And I said, don't, don't go anywhere else. Where you came from with that situation turn around and start helping people creating flow and anything that is stagnated in your life stagnant is blocking your flow mm-hmm. and if your flow guess what your finances is blocked your love life is blocked and we have right. to create flow in all we do um if you heard me giggling at times it was out of sheer <laughs> joy it was out of sheer joy because we speak the same language but slightly different my other uh-huh. business is, is love mastery, and so we go in and we clean up that inner child with with processes, just like you say. I love this. I think that you're brilliant, and I'm just like one big smile. I can't get the smile off my face. <laughs> this is so fabulous. It's it's truly amazing. So uh-huh. you speak about pushing, and then Bonnie, after me, I'll, I'll let you pop in. But this is so exciting. You speak about pushing through obstacles, um, you know, to push people through to the present. Is there a few tips that you can share with the audience right now about doing that? You know, because we each have our own processes that are different on moving people forward. 
Okay, and this is the process of what I do to get people to move forward? Yeah, because, um, you know, in your work on, on your um, on your bio and stuff that was sent um, as we were doing research, you talk about um, pushing uh, through obstacles to the present. So how is this done? Well, in a, in a sense, I, I didn't hear that. I'm sorry, what, what, what did you say? I, I skipped you. It's it cut out, too. I thought someone else said something. I, I don't know what I heard, but okay. When I, when I do this, it is in pushing and helping people push through these barriers. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. what you believe in your subconscious, you have trouble identifying your beliefs. And this is when a person comes and talks to me, and I help them form their beliefs because they see part of the picture based off of the prejudice they may have from being involved, involved in it. So what I do is I get the story out of their, their head, out of their subconscious mind, and I said, look at it this way. And when they see it, they say, my goodness, this is what I believe. Always ask a person, what is your core belief? What do you believe? Not in your positive affirmation, but what do you believe in the back of your head? Because this is what you radiate. So once we get that belief system out, and you would be surprised what you believe based on how you see a situation, then looking at the big picture. When you get the big picture out and the big picture on the table, then we start going step by step, cleaning up this problem, cleaning up this process, and then measuring it by our daily activities. So it's kind of like whatever we give, you receive. Whatever you give up, you allow flow in that area. And we turn around and measure it. When did the financial problem start? When did the relationship problem start? We go to the core, we get it. Then we start doing exercises to push through that. And this is having a mindset built around that particular situation. Well, now that you found out that love is lost, what do you do now? Same thing with myself. Once I found out that love was not on the table, how do you build something that you don't even know what it is? So now you go on a path of opening up the heart and opening up the energy. And the process which we do this is you sit down and you write down every thought that comes. I'll give you trigger words like love. You'll tell me everything that comes to your mind as it relates to love. Then I'll ask you anger. I'll ask words that the organs are holding these energies. I'll ask words designed to get those words out. Then once we get those words out, we start changing the mindset with positive affirmations, and, but directly linked to where we were lacking in life. Then we do assignments. We go out and we show love. We express love. And we learn about love. And the first person that we learn love and relationship with is self. So that's just one of the things that we do. Um, we go to the highest heights that we can go to, and then we talk about fear. And then my question is, how is fear your teacher? And what do you do to get rid of fear? And everyone has techniques that they use, but I use the technique called reasoning. When there's a fear in the body, the first thing you do is reason with the fear. What is the fear saying? Well, if you get rejected, people will laugh at you and talk about you, whatever. Well, my thing is reason with it. They're probably talking laugh about anyone. But if you have a purpose, you're able to push past that to the next 
then it, it, whatever questions you're asking, then you reason with the answer and you make the answer probable or favorable in your direction. And once that happens, the level of fear begins to leave the body. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I call it understanding fear. I love this. I think we're related. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. I think we're related. We, we, have, oh we, we all have to go have lunch, okay, after this, when we both come back into town. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. So, Randy, I have a, I have a question for you. So, you know, and, and I love that you're doing this because one of the things that I talk about personally is release writing. And... Um, you know, I work with people on release writing because, and doing it in the conscious and the subconscious, because a lot of times people don't realize that they have things going on in the subconscious that they're not even aware of. That's so, like, to me, this is like, oh, my God, this is like the gold, you know what I mean? So, like, when people get to that, they get to the gold. So I love that. Um, exactly. As far as, as far as, like, helping them to maintain, you know what I mean, like, so do you teach them that this is a practice that they need to maintain? Because, look, new negative messages and beliefs and things like that are exposed to us all the time. And unfortunately, uh -huh. a lot of times we just take them on. So my mm -hmm. question is, how do, we, like, how do we maintain ourselves once we get to this realization? Well, any way that I, the, the way that I teach is by having vision and people you know we teach vision boards but I say never teach a vision board until your energy is balanced never build make it a, a vision board once you have your assignment that comes from your pain now you work toward your legacy and your destiny and once you put something like that in front of a person it does the job of what them trying to take control of their own own mental space cannot do it gives them a directive. It gives them a mission. And when a person is on a mission, they surround them things, themselves with things that support the mission or the vision that they're working towards. Now, here's another thing that I do to give them a fair chance. Now, energetic core cutting in the office space. This is where everyone we have a connection with. And the people that we have negative connections with even though we're out of the situation, those negative energy cords run between us and that person. And I love this part because when you walk into corporate and you talking on this and you will always get a skeptic. And this is what I would tell them. After we do this energetic cord cutting where we break the cord between you and that person, then the following night, someone will contact you that you cut a cord from, and you may not have spoken to them in years. And there was one guy hadn't seen his parents, um, one of the skeptics, and hadn't heard from them. After we did the cord cutting, that night they contacted him, and it blew his mind. And people know when a cord is cut from them. They can't say, hey, call you, hey, you cut my cord. But they can feel it just as if, if you're someone who hurt you in the past. And if you're sitting there resonating on it, the more you resonate on it, the more they feel it and the more they do things to aggravate you. What if you had a stalker or someone who was connected energetically and you walked in fear and you lived in fear? But once you cut that cord through meditation, 
then that communication is broken between you and that person, and you will be surprised at what immediately begins to happen in your life. So whenever you move forward, do not move forward with cords and chains that are hooked up to you from the past. Get rid of those things and get a new mind, a new vision as to where you're going and chase after those things. That's really amazing. For anybody who doesn't know this, you know, there are practitioners that you can go to to get cord cutting. So I think that this is really important because it's important that people know that this is not some, something that you innately know how to do necessarily. So, exactly. you, you know, you really, this is something that you really should go to an expert for to have done because this is something that literally could be the difference between you getting everything you want and need in your life and all of your desires because you are propelled to move forward or literally staying stuck in your life for the rest of your life. Exactly. So this is really super important stuff, and it's really key. So get help and, in this area if you need it. And exactly. also, if, if you're not resonating with this, then that's okay. Uh, we, we believe that it all works. Begin with the release writing, like what Bonnie was saying, and then start to open up to what are the possibilities that are holding you back is this cord connection really something that's a possibility? Can I get it cut? Can I get it released? And look into it that way. The reason I'm saying this is because this show isn't just for us spiritual people. This show is listened to by anybody who wants to know more about business. So this, your business, business owners, is the business of clearing out these um, subconscious thoughts that cycle around and around and what you've got to do and what this process does and all these processes is it literally puts new patterns into place of your greatness and you are the first person that needs to believe your own greatness in order to move forward is that correct exactly. Reggie exactly and even with cord cutting if you go to someone who can cut a cord if you cannot tell a person what the person, how has the person that hurt you the most in life made you better? If you can't answer those questions, then you can't cut cords. Uh-huh. So many times right. they'll be blamed. Uh huh. But you have to tell this person or yourself through the worst thing in my life that was done to me, how did it make me a better person? When you answer that, you can release anyone. And that also goes along with the fear topic that we were talking about. When we don't step into our space of recreating the things that don't work for us, it's because of fear. Um, I call it reverse engineering the fear, and you called it, um, uh, that was so good, I wrote it down. Uh Reasoning with the fear. Yes, reasoning (laughs) with the fear. I love that. So however... You know, and not a lot of people talk on fear, so that's why this is so important, not just for business owners, not just for entrepreneurs, not just for anyone who wants to make more money, but and people who want to make more money are listening to the this show too. So it's about recreating you as an individual. It's about the psychology of the, of the human being and the spiritual coming together in order to create a more powerful you. And so not being afraid of looking at the things in the dark closet that spook you is literally what brings you to an empowered place 
and you can see the unreality of it all, that it really does not exist. I always like to say, if I could share this part, in, in the understanding fear is, is it going to kill me? No. Is it going to make me homeless? No. Is it going to, you know, uh, take my loved ones away? So when we take away our basic human fears, we can say, wow, we can get through anything. So it's really, really cool that you talk about reasoning with fears. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> That's amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's really, it really is powerful, and it really will change the way we as individuals uh reproduce our moment-by-moment-by-moment life because it's not about, you know, we are creators and so we're creating something. But there there are spaces in our life that we have to recreate over and over and over. And we have that opportunity at every moment that something doesn't work out, don't we, Reggie and Bonnie? Exactly. As soon as something doesn't work out, we have the option, the choice, the choice to choose chocolate or strawberry chocolate or strawberry, you know, <laughs> hamburgers or tacos, a, a vegan salad or a hamburger. You know, we have these choices, and we don't have to be stuck in them. We can hop back into the space of creating something new. That's what I think is so cool about this transformation of thought is because most people think that they're damned and they're stuck, when really, if they only understood about their choices being their own, it's their free will here on planet Earth, you know, seriously, we have free will, that we can create anything. Do you want to talk a little bit about that idea of the creation and the freedom that we as uh, humans have on this planet? Oh, yes. And, and first, I'll, I'll talk about that being stuck, because so many people are stuck, and mm-hmm. they they find themselves in the same income bracket, the same money that they're trying to live to time after time. And what we and, and what we teach, if anything is stuck or stagnated in life, open it up, give things away, create the flow. But if you have, if you're trying to, if, if, if we talk about knowledge and you hold that knowledge to yourself and you don't give it to anyone else, then you stop flow. And when you stop mm-hmm. flow, you stop circulation and things begin to die. We have to keep, if, if you are stuck in finances, open up your closet, open up something and give things away and open up flow. It's actively doing something about where you're stuck. It's seeking those things that are not, bringing them into existence. I always tell people, don't always speak to your situation. Speak where you can be. And if you're stuck, if you're going through it, if you, are, you're, you find yourself not being able to manifest, Look around your house. When I walk into a house or a business, there's nothing running. There's no running water. The, the air is stagnant. Open this place up. Move. Let energy flow and run through it. And get out of a stuck mindset, that a, a panic mindset that, woe is me, if this doesn't work out, this is going to happen, and I don't have anything but this. Trust me. Sometimes you got to give that away. You ever worried about something, and you worried about it until 11.59, and at 12 o'clock, <laughs> a way was made. All of that worry, all of that disgust that you had on the inside for a situation that worked itself out anyway. Sometimes life is trying to teach us the, the, the lesson of trust, that if you know you're good at what you do and what you do is bringing you the same results, open up those results. If you've got $3,330 left of your name and you're holding on to it, 
Open up flow. Get rid of it. Open up flow, and you and I promise you that flow will begin to come to you. All right. So this is when we talking about speaking it and manifesting, making things come to pass. Make sure that your faith game is strong. Make sure that you are speaking in the things that are not even there yet. Make sure that you're challenging yourself, telling people what you're going to do. I sat in a chair in South Carolina, a town of 10,000 people, and said, I see myself living in California. I see myself working with people all over the world. I see myself on Dr. Oz's show. And I spoke this and I lived this. I lived to my potential. And within nine months, all three of those things that came to pass. And someone put a post on Facebook and they said, this guy told me what he was going to do. And he did what he said he was going to do. Now, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And nothing is wrong with anyone. And that's the that's truth, right. right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, so that's the aspect that we have to keep in mind, that nothing is wrong with any of us. And we need to keep that inner critic, that saboteur that tries to stop us, out of the uh-huh. equation, literally, as uh-huh. if it doesn't even exist. Not doesn't exist because of fear, but doesn't exist because of its unreality. That is, it. is the secret sauce, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's it, and making that subconscious mind work for you. Instead of the yeah. subconscious mind telling you what it cannot do, address mm-hmm. the core of its negativity, and the subconscious mind, will, when you have an idea, the subconscious mind will begin to tell you how to do it. And when you get a subconscious mind that tells you what you can do, you've got everything. Mm-hmm. That's right. I love how, and, and most people say, you cannot retrain your subconscious. And I want to say, and I'm sure Reggie will agree, and I know Bonnie does, because we talk about this stuff all the time, you can retrain your subconscious. You put in new patterns, new belief systems, and guess what? Everything shifts. You know, Reggie, most people don't realize that our belief systems are formed from the moment we're born. And so the miscommunication, because we don't speak our parents' language, literally, we're miscommunicating and we're feeling unloved. And so one thing is compounded upon another. So it's really interesting, isn't it, when we realize, wow, we can change anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's it. And, and, they're, and they're saying, hey, the subconscious mind cannot change. If you have a fear of heights and that's embedded in your subconscious, what happens when you go after the fear? And what happens when you go up and you jump out of that plane and you were terrified of heights? How does your subconscious respond after the fact? You are a friggin' queen, <laughs> hero, king, everything. Yeah. <laughs> right. You, you begin to understand your... I was going to say infinite power, you know, literally, because we are more powerful and more magnificent than we're ever told. Why are we not told at a young age how magnificent, how beautiful, how successful we are? You know, when you think about the the human aspects of it, learning to potty train is pretty goddamn successful. Whoops, excuse me, I just said that on air. Excuse me, it's um, pretty successful to be able to, if we learn that we can change those, even those simple things, you know, running a business, um, bringing in clients, not being afraid to talk to them, that is no uh, more difficult than learning how to potty train, literally. Exactly. (laughs) It's 
it, I always find it amazing at how society will tell us what we cannot do. But what we cannot do always seems to benefit someone else on the other end. And right. if, if we cannot train our subconscious mind, if we cannot become better, if we cannot progress, why are we here in the first place? Mm-hmm. And people can transition all the time when they just do this, begin to question things. Don't ever accept anything. Always question things. Question your own self. What is this negative mindset? What is it producing for me? Step outside of your body. Look down on your own self. What are these decisions that I make? What, how are they profiting me? How is this mindset? What is it doing? It's steady bringing me in the same thing. And then you begin to question everything inside of your own mind. Why do you have a fear of success? Why do you have a fear of failure? Why do you have, why are you letting these things resonate? See your story and then begin to form statements. I always say that I am is the most powerful statement in the universe. And when mm-hmm. you get stuck or when you get in that situation, start saying the I am. Case in point, Muhammad Ali, always speaking that I am the greatest. Always. Mm-hmm. And we go throughout life and we don't speak our I am's. We don't go to bed off our I am's. We don't wake up with our I am's. And just like that mirror, whatever you say I am, that is what begins to happen. Every day I say I am drawing clients out of this world. I have a waiting list. I have I say these things. And now these things are reality. But I said mm-hmm. them when I saw nothing. Mm-hmm. That's right. As if they already happened. That is the whole point, is saying them like they already happened, even if they haven't in that particular moment. And also feeling the energy into it, right, Bon? The energy of that they are already happening. What it feels like in the body will transform our body, our mind, our our whole psyche around it. It's really fabulous. Oh, yeah. It's it's about (laughs) saying and resonate, let the sales structure, let it be grabbed, let it vibrate on it, feeling, being into it, seeing it. Mm-hmm. And with so many things that we have in our mind that are not serving us, what happens when we begin to take extra time in replacing all of those things that cannot serve us with just vibrating and being around people that raises our frequency, being around people, studying them, started working with millionaires, over 20 years ago, and I studied them. I studied what did they do when they got in an argument. How did they handle conflict? And I saw a total difference in their mindset than my mindset and the average person's mindset. When they lose something, they don't worry about it. They say, I can recreate better. We lose mm-hmm. something, and it's the end of the world, and we go into a depression, and then we begin to eat sugar and things that deaden our <laughs> and increases our fear response. And mm-hmm. I could tell one millionaire, come, I need you to come up with an idea and profit from it by $7,000 in a week. They'll do it. I'll take another mm-hmm. person and say, hey, I want you to come up with an idea and profit by $100 in a week. And you would think I just shot them. <laughs> How can I do that? I can't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you'll find that for everything. Right. I love that idea of um, challenging people to uh, challenging people to grow. I believe, and I'll say this a million times until the day I die, I believe that we form our personal life like a business with a foundation and a platform. So our business life 
and our personal life go hand in hand. We're congruent in both. Right. And so That's being right. able as a business person, like as a leader of mastermind, et cetera, et cetera, to say to your people, Bonnie, I think we need to do this. Thank you, Reggie. <laughs> um, to say exactly what you did, even as a challenge, challenge people on their limits. You know, take this hundred dollars and I want you to multiply it in three weeks to a thousand. That's it. I think it's That's I think it's brilliant. And this is why people wonder why I always ask a lot of questions when I'm teaching, you know, from from people in the audience. It's because and I'm sure you'll agree with this, it's because we want to teach to get people activated, to get their mind working as they're a business person. I love that you do that, Reggie, where you challenge people to grow That's even right. outside of, of their little world to grow. It's beautiful. That's it. That's that is amazing. Always, always challenging. Always causing a person to look at themselves and not just allowing anything just to sit there. If a thought is there, challenge that thought. Where did you come from? How long have you been there? Follow it to its core and then reteach yourself. And the most amazing thing is doing what they said you cannot do, and that's change mm-hmm. the subconscious mindset. Mm-hmm. So is doing this type of work, um, would you Uh say that this is something that you could do on your own? Is this something that you really kind of need help with? Like, you know, when you talk about changing your mindset, like that's that's a big deal. That's a lot. You know what I'm saying? So, you you know, this is something I would assume that somebody actually needs to do with somebody else and have accountability and make sure that there is somebody guiding them through this. Right, Reggie? Yes, and I'll tell people, do this work until you tap into your inner God. And your inner God is the same thing that Nikolai Telsa and others um, begin to see. They will tell you. I had an interruption for a second. That's why I paused. They'll tell you that something told them how to do what they did. Now, here's a, a, a fact finder. Thomas Edison invents electricity. He a patent on electricity one day. Another man creates electricity on the same day and files for a patent on the same day. These two people don't know each other's work, but you only hear about Thomas Edison. Now, what if each and every one of us had an inner God that was capable of instructing us on how to do things? And study research throughout history how many people tap into that inner God and begin to create things that we live in today? So uh, the key thing is lose all of the chatter and all of the things in your head that tells you what you cannot do and start a practice. Start with meditation. Start. Uh, I tell people candle gazing. Gaze at a candle for like five minutes. Then close your eyes and try to see that afterglow of the candle for as long as you can while breathing. And you're just teaching how to slow that rotation down of that subconscious mind. Average person has 66,000 thoughts a day. And you're gradually slowing this process down. Now you're challenging things in your mind. You're challenging belief systems that you have. And then when this, when this process is over and you can are at one with yourself, then you can tap into that inner guy. We hear it all of the time. We hear it when we're at the altar about to get married and someone says, don't do that. 
are you sh- this is not the right one and we do it anyway and find out two years later that that small voice was right <laughs> what, if that, what if that small voice came out of the back of our head to the front of our mind now if you told me not to get married i got married and got divorced what do you think about this business idea and bring to me things that will help my business idea, my business grow. What you believe can imprison you or it can free you. And if you Absolutely. choose to believe Absolutely. that only natural, if you choose to believe that what someone tells you something is constant, it's always constant and it cannot change, you eat the fruit of what you believe. That's right. That's wonderful, Reggie. Reggie, we are out of time. We're so grateful you're here. Do you want to leave us with one last thought? Not that you didn't provide enough. They're fabulous. But I don't want to close out without you saying what you want to say. Real quick, I would tell anyone, raise your frequency. And if you don't know how to do that, go around people that are vibrating high and learn from those people. Get away from people that keep you in a comfort zone. Get away from business partners that stay in a, a comfort zone. But do the things that you're afraid of. Do the things that challenge you. And don't let them imprison you, and you will be in this zoo of life where you're in a cage but have all of this potential, but so fearful what people will say. Free yourself, free That's your frequency, live your abundant life. That's beautiful. Mm, I love thank that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. It was really wonderful. It's my pleasure. Thank will... you all for having Thank you. And we will see you all next week on Business and Money Mentors. Have a great one.